today on Real Life Radio. You gotta put on the right glasses, and the right glasses is faith in God to do what he has said. And he's saying to you today, you have been brought to this kingdom now for such a time as this. God wants to use you. Father, use these precious people. This is Real Life. Welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibb's new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he exposes the lies with knowledge, experience, and scripture. In a world of deceit, this book is a powerful tool for answers and for truth. From the inspiring forward written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapter, Living in the Days of Deception is a powerful must read. Let the deception of this world stop here. Order Living in the Days of Deception today by making a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Real Life. Order now and you'll receive exclusive bonus video content by Pastor Jack. Go to jackhibbs.com days. That's D-A-Z-E days. jackhibbs.com days. On today's edition of Real Life Radio, Pastor Jack now continues his series called Futures with a message titled, For Such a Time as This. This series is a study in what the Bible says about heaven, about the future, and why all that matters in our lives today. You see, a future in heaven compels us to the truth of the Bible, that we are His people and we are the ones that He's chosen for such a time as this. So today, Pastor Jack teaches that all of us are engaged in this struggle between good and evil, but our faithfulness will be used by God to glorify His name as we use our life experiences to reach others every day. Now, with his message called, For Such a Time as This, here's pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. We live in a time right now. Here they come. It's not only falsehood in politics and falsehood in business, but it's falsehood in ministry, falsehood in the pulpits. Be careful. Watch out. You, my friend, are alive for such a time as this. God wants to use you in a radical way. I'm absolutely convinced of it. Number three, for such a time as this, here you stand. We're called to stand. Now I gotta watch myself over this one because I have to, I have more to teach on. I just have to watch that clock because this thing is a big deal to me about standing. Somebody has said, if we don't stand for something, we'll fall for anything. Somebody has well said that by being silent in the face of a situation is to be in agreement. Sir Edmund Burke in the Parliament of England during the revolutionary period of the United States and the colonies, I should say, Edmund Burke said, all evil needs to do to triumph is for good men to do nothing. nothing. And the Bible warns us that in the last days, apathy will be here. But we are called to stand, you and I are. Esther was called to stand. 
Esther, listen, don't think your cuteness is going to save you. God's brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. And think about it. The Bible goes on to tell us that she's going to walk in. She's not supposed to. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Esther that her and the king had not been together for 30 days. Maybe they they were on the outs. Something was wrong. She hadn't talked to him for 30 days. She hadn't seen him in 30 days. And you couldn't walk in. He had to raise his scepter to allow you to come in. She went in unannounced. You know what that means? It's punishable by death. She realizes, okay, here's what's up. I either take a stand and I go in and risk my own life to represent my people, the Jew, and to expose to the king Haman's plan to kill every Jew and to hang my uncle Mordecai on the gallows, which by the way, if you read the fine print, Haman had gallows built. I think there were 66, 75 feet they were so tall, exaggerated, in his front yard to hang Mordecai on. He wanted Mordecai to hang in his front yard. I can't wait. He probably had a little tailgate party going on, barbecue happening. He's got his I hate Mordecai hat on. And he's just like, this is going to be awesome. That Jew is going to be hanging by a rope by the end of the day. And Esther reveals the plan, and it so infuriates the king that the whole plot turns around on Haman and winds up landing on him. He's the one who winds up perishing. He's the one that winds up hanging. Listen, in the world, you build the things that are going to hang you eventually. The very thing that you're flirting with and hugging and stroking and talking to and and wondering about and propping up and and, and all that kind of, guess what it's going to do someday? Someday it's going to get you. That's the way the world works. That's the way sin works. And the amazing thing is she was called upon to stand and she realized, man, if I go in there and stand, if he doesn't raise that staff off with my head, that's the protocol of the kings. So she takes her life in her own hands and she walks trusting that God's in this and she walks up there and, he, and the king raises the scepter and, and when she approaches, you're supposed to touch the top of the scepter and then you can talk. So she starts telling them, this is what's up, king. And he gets furious. When we stand as believers, every single one of us, we must take a stand. And I'm going to ask you, church, right now today, I don't care who you are. I don't care how significant, insignificant you think you are or how significant you think you are. I want you to pray about assigning to your life a cause to stand for. Amen. Now, that cause needs to be a cause that glorifies God. But you take a stand for God and you'll be opposed to this world. You need to know that. Take a stand. John 16, These things I've spoken unto you, Jesus said, that in me you might have peace. Well, why do you say that? Because in this world you'll have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Man, that's a strong statement. We hate, we hate Christians. We need to shut them down. Like this legislation is going to be now be heading to the Senate that the Bible is a bigoted book. The Bible is hate. The Bible is not in step with modern times. Really? Don't be alarmed by that. Stand up. You be ready. You remember this sermon. God's in control. Listen, you're not, you're not, being, you're not being put in the doghouse for that. The governing powers that have left off pursuing 
God's will. They're in the doghouse. They just don't know it yet. The very thing that they're designing to hang you on, according to God, they're going to be hung on that. Remember that. I've, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Read the, if you have any doubts, read the end of the Bible. Read the book of Revelation. Okay. If you have any doubts, read the book of Revelation and we win in a very big way. Okay. Take a stand. Matthew 10 verse 16. Matthew 10 16 says, behold, Jesus said, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. That's a really weird statement. I don't, what? Jesus said, what? Can you imagine? Okay. You guys ready? We're ready. You ready to take a stand? We are so ready. All 12 of them are standing there. Ready. Reporting for duty, sir. You can see Jesus. All right. Send you out. Send us out. I'm going to send you out like sheep. Sheep. You're the shepherd and we're the sheep. I'm going to send you out like sheep in the midst of wolves. Sheep in the midst of wolves. What? Are you sure you got that right? They don't mix. Yeah, yeah, Jesus would say, that's the point. I'm going to send you out like a dove. But you need to be smart like a snake. Gentle as a dove. Right? Our hearts are to be gentle. Our hearts are to be soft toward God and compassionate toward all. But wise as a serpent. Yeah, you don't step on snakes. You don't, when's the last time you stepped on a snake? If you stepped on a snake, you, you were in a place you shouldn't have been. Let's be honest, but nobody leaves this building today and steps on a snake. They're too wise. They're hiding out. And Jesus says, when you go out there, I see you like, look like sheep. Aww. Yeah, and you're going to go out there, a whole bunch of wolves out there. It means he'll take care of you. Remember, you are the sheep of his pasture. And the wolves are all the hostile unbelievers in the world around you at work and at home. And Jesus says, I got this. I got you. For such a time as this. But I'm a sheep. And that's how you're safe. Because I'm your shepherd. You don't want to be a sheep like, you know, what do you got? You got, you got a helmet on. Sheep with guns. Sheep with grenades. That's ridiculous. Sheep would probably blow themselves up. A, a sheep would shoot himself. What is this? A sheep falls over first chance it gets. Sheep need shepherds. Jesus says, I got this. Remarkable. Bible says in Ephesians 6, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. That's it. You ever see sheep working out? The shepherd works out. So the sheep can be sheep. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Sheep have no might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We're living it right now. And it's increasing. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age. That's demonic activity. Against hosts and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand or withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench all, hello, all 
the fiery darts of the wicked one, reference to Satan and his minions. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation, which is awesome. Salvation protects your head. Isn't that great? The helmet. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the Bible. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, being watchful to this end. That's the Christian. That's the life we're living in. Listen, you're going to live that now or you're not. If you live it, you're going to win in Christ. If you don't, you're going to lose at the attack of this world. You're listening to Real Life with Pastor Jack Hibbs. You know, to hear more episodes and maybe catch up in the series, just go to jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. And for now, let's get back to our teaching. Once again, here's Pastor Jack. Isaiah 41, we're almost done. Isaiah 41, 13. For I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Very quickly, number four, here they fall. You've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this, and listen, all evil will eventually fall. The end of the wicked is a foregone conclusion, the Bible says. Psalm 37, 18. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. In the days of famine, they shall be satisfied, but the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish into smoke. They shall vanish away. This is God's long view. Psalm 3, verse 11. But the wicked are doomed, for they will get exactly what they deserve. Wow. This should, this should cause you to pick sides. Psalm 33, 10. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. Verse 11. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Notice verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. By the way, that's any nation who makes the God, the, uh, their God the Lord. And then finally, really truly finally, for such a time as this is here we go. We've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And always before us ought to be the exciting words. Here we go. Here we go. What does that mean to you? Here we go. <laughs> Hebrews 10 36 says, for we have need of endurance. We have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, notice this is precious. You may receive the promise yet for a little while. And he who is coming will come and he will not tarry. That is Jesus is not, like, he's not distracted right now. The, the moment that he's coming has been appointed by his father. He's not like, he didn't make a left turn a couple years ago, and he's trying to find the, oh, no, 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 he's not tarrying. He's not just, you know, hanging out. Oh, I know I was supposed to go get them, but. No, the, the second the father, the second the father says, you go get her. By the way, if you haven't viewed, if you haven't watched, it's on Amazon. Uh, Amazon Prime. Go watch it later today. It's called Before the Wrath. Watch it, Before the Wrath. The son is waiting for the father to say, son, you have built this wedding chamber, this, this wedding home beautifully. 
go get her. And he's, he's after her. A Galilean wedding. But do you see? Do we see? I want to leave you with this picture about here we go. People are being consumed in this day and age. Sad report. United States of America consumes more tranquilizers and mood-altering pills than any nation on earth. The reason why is because we have departed from God's promises. It's easier to pop a pill in the short term than to lift a prayer. One has horrific side effects, the other eternal value. One will destroy your liver, the other one will give you life. How you see things matters. Ben Franklin's bifocals I want to use in our closing. Right in the middle of his glasses, he drew that line, which demarcated the bifocal. Looking straight ahead, normal glass. Looking down below, magnifying glass. If you've ever had bifocals, you see people trying to use them. Right? That's why they invented transitions lenses. Progressives, thank you, progressive lenses. Because bifocals is like this. Why? Because if you want to look at something close, you go like this. And then somebody says, Do you, is that, hey, how are you? And you go, I'm fine, how are you? <laughs> Hang on a minute, let me read this. <laughs> looking, looking through the difference. You see things differently. You want to th- see things broad and, and open and then you look to the top. You want to see things up close and magnified and personal? You look to the bottom. How you see matters. Esther was educated on her vision when Mordecai said, don't think you're going to escape. The opportunity is yours to stand up for your people. And if you don't do it, that's on you. You should have blown the trumpet, Esther, but if you don't, it's on you. If you blow it, though, and you let people know, God will deliver his people. But if you don't participate, God will find another deliverer. In other words, God's going to get his plan done, right, church? God's going to do his plan in the 21st century right here, right now. I don't want to miss that. So when I look through, as it were, spiritually Ben Franklin's bifocals, I want to make sure I'm seeing clearly. I want to make sure I have them on right. I want to make sure I'm wearing them properly. You need to make sure, listen, that you see this word in its entirety. Some time ago, a couple years ago, we were at Universal Studios. Remember that place? It used to be a place, yes. I think it used to be an amusement park. I'm not sure even if it exists anymore. But you get on this tram and they tell you, now, at this one point before you, we enter in, you have to put these glasses on. You have to put these glasses on. It's 3D glasses. So it was a bright California sunshiny day, so I, I, had my, I had my glasses on because we're driving around Universal Studios outside, all that. You've been on, have you been on that ride? So we get ready to go into this thing, in this tunnel. I got my glasses on. And so we go in and everybody's st- at the front of the car and the trailer, they start, start screaming. Ah! People are like freaking out. You see everybody leaning and it's like, oh my goodness, wow, this is going to be amazing. So now, 
we get in and everybody's screaming, my wife's screaming, grandkids freaking out, uh, friends that are with us, they're, ah! and they're spitting stuff flying. There's like, you know, like dinosaurs like, or like spitting at us. And there's this uh, King, uh, King Kong, all that stuff's going on. And I'm, and I'm like, what is this? And everyone's ducking and look out and look out. And I'm like, I didn't get it. We got all the way through. And they're like, what's that? Oh my goodness, that scared me so bad. Oh, that was so bad. And I'm going, I don't get it. And I honestly said, I'm not kidding. I was so embarrassed. I, was, I said, look, listen, my glasses were either messed up or something's wrong with that ride. And one of my kids turned to me and they said, were you wearing those glasses in there? Yes. Well, you were supposed to wear their glasses in there. I had my sunglasses on. I didn't put their glasses on. So I'm criticizing, this is cheap. What a bunch of junk. People waste their time on this thing. I had the wrong glasses on. I didn't put the right ones on until I got out of the ride and then they didn't work. It was blurry in the ride. And then when you put the wrong glasses on the outside, it's blurry. You got to have the sunglasses for the outside and the 3D glasses on the inside. And I didn't, I didn't do it. And I'm criticizing, this is cheap. People are like that today. Oh, I don't get it. That's dumb. This Bible, who needs it? Dude, you got the wrong glasses on. You got to put on the right glasses. And the right glasses is faith in God to do what he has said. And he's saying to you today, you have been brought to this kingdom now for such a time as this. God wants to use you. Father, use these precious people. They love you, Lord. Your word gets inside of them throughout the week and they just start to power up. Battery starts charging Light starts emanating out of them. And Father, today, they're going to go out into this world that is terrified and hurt and wounded and lost. And I pray that you would use them. We've all been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this right now. And so, Father, we just pray that on our lips always would be the fact that as we go forward in this battle and we wait for the wonderful arrival of our King, King Jesus, that we would be very careful to say and to announce that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And what, what happy words these next statements are. <laughs> that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Father, may we go forth bearing precious seed, announcing Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose again from the grave and that we are forgiven in him and that we've been given new life and that we walk in this newness of life to live the purpose for which you've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this, you are glorious. We pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Life Radio with his message called, For Such a Time as This. 
Thanks for being here today. You know, this message is part of Pastor Jack's series called Futures. It's a series on prophetic scripture and what those scriptures mean for us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Life Radio. So today you heard an altar call at the end of the message. And I'd like to let you know that just because it was on the radio, it doesn't make it any less real. If you felt God move in your life today and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, we'd love to know about it and we'd like to help you out with some resources. Visit jackhibbs.com and there's a tab there that says Know God. And there you'll be guided through what committing to Jesus Christ really means and the freedom that you'll find in knowing God. That's the Know God tab at our website, jackhibbs.com. One more time, jackhibbs.com. Hey, this is Jack Hibbs here, and I want to encourage you to get our brand new book, Living in the Days of Deception. This book is specifically written to help you and I navigate these very deceptive times. Here's a special offer. Yes, it is available wherever books are sold. However, right here at jackhibbs.com, if you order it here with us, you will get and only get right here four video teachings where I address certain aspects of the book with you personally. And so we look forward to you getting your own copy, Living in the Days of Deception, right here at jackgibbs.com, and you can get the four exclusive bonus teachings as well. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is available for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com days. That's D-A-Z-E, days. Once again, jackhibbs.com D-A-Z-E. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Life Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Life Radio.